So if I were to give a homily on human nature, I could probably give you a thousand homilies on human nature. I, I could talk about the biological system, I could talk about the brain, you know, it could be like a science class, anatomy and physiology. I could talk about, you know, how human beings work and then get into theology, intellect, free will. But for angels, it's even more. It's even more. So in like coming to this homily, I was saying, I have like angels, I have like a thousand homilies. Which one do I give? Which one do I give? So I could be here all day talking about angels and angelic nature or, or spiritual nature of angels. But it would be impossible to talk everything about angels. But we have to say something. We at least have to say something about the angels. But there's so much, angels are so much greater than human beings. So that's the first thing. So there's a hierarchy in nature itself. So you think of like, you know, the animals. Man is higher than the animals. Why? Because man has intelligence and free will. Animals act by nature. Yesterday I saw a fox, you know, out in our, you know, and he was just like sitting there and I think he was wounded. Someone said he was wounded. He, he was just, I was, I think he was, I thought he was like looking at a mouse. And I was like, all right, pounce, pounce. Come on, do it, do it, get dinner. And Fox never did it. You know, but foxes, they, they have their own nature, or any animal. But human beings are higher than animals. See that? There's a hierarchy. Even, even within animals, there's more intelligent animals and less intelligent animals. But then if you compare human beings to angels, we're much lower than the angels, or nature is much lower than the angels. The angel, angelic nature is higher. So I'm going to use a book to kind of explain about the nature of angels. And again, this is not exhausting. It's not everything. I can't give you everything in one homily. I'm just going to try to give you something so that you can pray to your guardian angel, so that you can pray to the angel, so that you can ask further help. But I want you to kind of be like in awe of the angels of God, you know, the, these angels that are all around us that God has created. So the angels are pure spirits, the mighty princes of heaven who stand before God, gazing on his unveiled presence. They're burning fires of love, filled to overflowing with the plenitude of happiness, especially the three uh, angel, angelic choirs are close to the throne of God, the seraphim, the cherubim, and the thrones, they're on fire with the love of God. And when we describe love, we describe love as a fire. That's why love is the greatest of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because it sets our hearts on fire with love for God and love for, for our neighbor. And that's what these angels can do, that they're on fire with the love of God, and they can set us on fire with the love of God, they can communicate that fire. The angels are the perfect images of God, mirrors of his divine perfections, reflecting his love, his beauty, his holiness, his power, all his divine attributes and perfections, but each angel in his or her own way. No two angels are alike. No two are equal. 
God's perfections are infinite, and the countless millions of angels reflect these perfections in a divinely marvelous way. No two men, no two women are identically alike, but the difference between them is relatively slight, whereas the difference between two angels is vast, complete. Every angel is specifically different from the other, as one species differs from another. All the millions of men and women who people the world, all those who have ever lived or ever will live, are of one and the same species. But each angel is a species all in himself. Think of that. An angel, each angel, is its own species in him or herself. We have to say him or herself because angels have no gender. So we're just going to use pronouns of him or her, but angels have no gender. But an angel is its own species. Think of that. Isn't that great? If you could study one angel, you're studying a whole species. So it goes on. This book, this is called All About the Angels by Father Paul O'Sullivan. Just in case, if you, a million people email me and say, what was that book that you were reading? Father Paul Sullivan, All About the Angels. And, and he's taken this from, I think, from St. Thomas Aquinas and from other fathers of the church. The angels are unspeakably lovely. They have no shadow of imperfection, no defects. Nothing on this earth can possibly give us an idea of the resplendent glory. No painter, no poet, no artist ever conceived anything like them. They are living replicas of God's beauty. St. Bridget of Sweden, who is favored by God with heavenly visions, tells us that were we to see an angel in all his beauty, we should be so ravished with delight at the sight of him that we should die of love. St. Francis of Rome was favored by the constant vision of her angel. She says that were an angel to appear in all his splendor, the light of the sun and moon and stars would become dim in comparison. Now, when angels appear to man, when they show themselves, you have to understand they're not showing themselves in their exact pure form as they're in heaven because our, our eyes wouldn't be able to take it. The, the light would be so great that, that we would die. It's like a blinding light. It's like looking into the sun. Or our, our eyes can't take it. And so when, therefore, the angels appear to men, they take a human form so as not to overawe or confound those who look on them. What must be the ravishing beauty of the heavenly Jerusalem, where these countless millions of glorious angels are not only resplendently beautiful, but all differ from each other so that the perfections of one are completely different from those of the other? The angels reflect God's goodness and sweetness no less wonderfully. They reflect all his divine virtues and perfections. They enjoy the vision of God's infinite love. And they love him back with all the mighty strength and intensity of their natures. Their happiness is perfect for the receive of the ocean of God's happiness in a way that no human mind can fathom. The happiness that an angel enjoys in one moment is so deep, complete, and all-satisfying 
that exceeds all the happiness that a mortal man could enjoy in a thousand years. Isn't that awesome? So an angel's happiness isn't God, is this ocean of love and mercy in God. It's immersed in God. And nothing on this earth, anything on this earth that you offer an angel would be less satisfying than what they have. That's why when we're in heaven, we're not going to worry about anything on earth because we're going to have complete happiness. Everything is going to be fulfilled. And our hearts and our desires, we're not going to want anything more. When you have something higher, you don't want anything lower. So like, for instance, I, I need to update my cell phone because my cell phone got wet in it. And the Verizon rep told me it's going to slowly corrode. And so I want to upgrade. And so I was looking at cell phones. Of course, I'm not looking at the lower cell phones. I'm looking at, like, what's the latest, greatest technology that's out there? See that? We always want something higher. We don't want to go back to something that's lower. And that's an angel. Once they have God, they have everything. Once you have God, you have everything. You have the highest upgrade that you could have once you have God. Now, what do the angels do? What are they doing? And how are they just, are they just sitting there, you know? Are they just like eating popcorn and watching a movie? What are the angels doing? The angels, each angel worships God. They worship, they praise, and they sing constantly, day and night. So it says like the seraphim and the cherubim sing holy, 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 day and night. And my thing I always say is, don't you ever get tired of that same song? Don't you want to sing another song besides holy, holy, holy? But you see, they're so immersed in God that sometimes when you're so immersed in God, your prayer becomes short because it's done with all your heart, mind, soul, and being. And so the angels sing. So one of the things that, if you don't know how to sing on earth, one of the things when you get up to heaven, you have an angel that teaches you how to sing. Because the angel is going to say, we sing a lot up here. That's all we do. And so I have to teach you how to sing. Because we sing all the time. There's like a song. There's a dance. You know, when you're singing, when you're singing and you're lifted up out of yourself and you want to dance, that's the, that's the way it is with the angels. Only the angels don't dance, they fly. They fly, they're, they're in ecstasy with God. And so the angels, the reason why they come to Mass is because they want us to worship. They want us to praise the God that they praise day and night. Now, a little bit other about the angels. Angelic intelligence and angelic free will or power. So angels have superior intelligence than us, and they have superior free will than us also. So angelic intelligence. The angels, like God, have two great faculties, the intellect and the will. The intellect of the angel is incomparably superior to the human intellect. The angels are not only perfect in beauty, might, mighty in strength, but they are full of knowledge and wisdom. Their manner of understanding is likewise completely different from ours. 
The human mind has to plod from truth to truth, just as the human body moves step by step, whereas the angelic intelligence grasps the whole of a subject at a single glance. Seeing a principle, it sees at once all its consequences. Seeing a truth, it sees at the same time all its possible aspects. The most notable savants of this earth have amassed the knowledge of a limited number of subjects with infinite labor and long years of study, nor may they claim the credit for all they know, for they began where others have left off, and others will continue from where they have left off. The knowledge, too, thus acquired at the cost of such labor is frequently mingled with errors, mistakes, and doubts whereas the knowledge of the angels is clear, certain, and free from all possibility of error. Now listen to this. The, the intellect of angels. Angels know all the secrets of nature. They see into the center of the earth and to the depths of the sea. They have all natural knowledge. They know more about health and medicine than all the doctors in the world, more about the stars in the heavens than all the astronomers who have ever lived or ever will live. All sciences are known to them in their most absolute perfection, besides which God fills their intelligence with very oceans of supernatural light. Isn't that great? So if you're in a specific profession. You can ask the angels to help you. Like if you're a doctor and you're trying to find a cure, you can ask the angels to help you. If you're an astronomer or one of, the, one of the great sciences, the angels can help you. Now about the, you, the will of angels. The second great faculty of the angels is the will. And this too is incomparably superior to the human will. When an angel wills, it never draws back. He wills with all his possible power, and there can be no change. His decisions are certain and irrevocable, for they are made with all necessary information about what he wills. And what he does, there is no struggle, no conflict. He bears down opposition with irresistible might. In this again, he is an image of God's strength. So an angel never goes back when they decide something. We waver. We human beings in our will, we, we waver. I want vanilla ice cream. No, I want chocolate. No, I want strawberry. No, maybe I want butter pecan. Then we go back to vanilla. I'm just doing a simple thing of our human body. Just simple decisions, and we can't even make a decision. First, like, what ice cream am I going to eat? And you think about other decisions that we make and how it's difficult for us. An angel, once it decides something, it decides with all of its will, all of its might, and all of its power. It does not go back. And that's why you can ask angels to help you make a decision. Because the angel will see all of its consequences, everything, would know everything about that decision and the right decision to make, the right choice to make in your life. Now, how do the angels move? How does an angel move? So the only way I can describe this 
is an angel travels faster than, than any human technology that we have, like an airplane probably is the fastest travel, and an angel travels faster than an airplane, faster than they see even the speed of light. So the, the only way I can describe this is when you think of something, so you think of a, another country, okay, you think of a country in Europe, say England, you know, or Ireland, or Italy, or something like that. As soon as you think of that, you're there. See that? That's how fast an angel travels. So an angel can travel from one country to another as fast as you can think of it, and can travel back as fast as you think of it also. And an angel can travel not only from country to country, and the whole earth can, can round the earth, but can round the planets and the stars in an instant, and galaxies in an instant. Because as soon as you think of it, that's how fast an angel travels. That's angelic speed. <laughs> Is that fast or what? <laughs> so angels can travel. Angels can also communicate to each other. And our guardian angels can communicate with other guardian angels. But they communicate more by intellect than by speech. So they can open their thoughts to each other. So that's why we say you can, you can do spiritual politics. Do so you know what spiritual politics are? I always give people this advice. So like if you're trying to convert someone who doesn't practice their faith you know, is away from God and everything. And everything that you say, all, you know, all your kind of, you know, you're, you're ins trying to inspire them to come to church and pray and come back to God, and they're just not hearing you. You can send your guardian angel to their guardian angel to speak to them. I call that spiritual politics. I call that spiritual diplomacy. You're sending your diplomat to their diplomat. If you can't do it, then maybe your angel can do it for them. Because our angels know everything about us. They know our personalities. They know our likes or dislikes. They know our virtues. They know our vices. They know everything. And so they know how to inspire us. They know how to, how to be with us all the time. As I said, the, the, this could be a real long homily. I could, I could go on and on and on and give you story after story after story, but it would, it would just be too long. St. Faustina had many visions of her guardian angel during her life. She had one vision where she was riding on a train, and she, she describes an angel that was one of the seven spirits. So there are seven angels that stand before the throne of God. We don't know exactly. It might have been St. Michael. And she describes this angel as accompanying her on the train when she was traveling from one place to another. And she said on the train, she saw angels that were guarding the churches. And she said because the angel was of a higher hierarchy with her, that the angels in the churches were bowing down to the angel that was with her. One time she saw an angel, I think it was her guardian angel, 
who sang her whole life before her. She, saw, she heard her angel sing her whole life. Can you imagine that? Your angel sings your life. She had one vision of St. Michael the Archangel. This was on September 29th. This is in 706. She says, On the feast of St. Michael the Archangel, I saw by my side the great leader who spoke these words to me. The Lord has ordered me to take special care of you. Know that you are hated by evil, but do not fear who is like God. And he disappeared, but I felt, I feel his presence and assistance. So we can be given special angels of a higher hierarchy to help us with special missions in life. And indeed, St. Faustina received that because of her mission of promoting the message of divine mercy. These three angels who we celebrate today, St. Michael or Mechael, means who is like God. He helps us in our fight against Satan and our fight against the demons. He fights for the Catholic Church. We need to especially invoke him today because the church is being sought by so much evil, both within and outside the church. And that's why we pray the St. Michael the Archangel prayer every day after Mass, invoking St. Michael to help us. St. Gabriel, or Gabriel, means the strength of God. So if you're ever feeling weak in your spiritual life, pray to St. Gabriel. St. Gabriel can give you a great love for the Blessed Virgin Mary, especially when you pray the Angelus. You're invoking St. Gabriel the Archangel. St. Gabriel can also help you with spreading the Word of God. He's, he's the angelic messenger who can help us to spread the word of God. And he's the strength of God. His name means strength of God, so he, he strengthens us in our bow. St. Gabriel is also the angel of the Holy Spirit. So if you want a great love for the Holy Spirit, pray to St. Gabriel the archangel to give you a great love for the Holy Spirit because it was at his word to the Blessed Virgin Mary that the Holy Spirit came down upon the Blessed Mother. And finally, the third angel, Saint Raphael, his name means God's remedy or medicine of God. And he was the angel who accompanied Tobias or Tobit on his travels. So he's the angel of travel. So always invoke the archangel Saint Raphael when you travel. He was also the angel that helped Tobiah to receive a spouse. So he's also the angel of those seeking a spouse. So if you're, if you're seeking a spouse out there, pray to St. Raphael, the archangel. He's also the patron of chastity. So if you're struggling, living, trying to live chastity, you can pray to St. Raphael, the archangel, to help you. He's the angel of purity and the angel of chastity. And he's the angel of good meetings. So if like you're gonna have an important meeting, say in your work or with your boss or something, your boss is like, can I see you for a minute? And you're like, uh-oh, you know, where they give you that finger? And you say, oh, St. Raphael, help me. St. <laughs> Raphael is always patron of good meetings and he's the angel of joy. So if you, if you find yourself falling into depression, falling into anxiety, fear, worry, you pray to St. Raphael the Archangel for the gift of joy. This is just one of my homilies on the angels. 
one of, one of the homilies. I could give you a thousand, as I said, I could give you a thousand homilies on the angels. Main thing is pray to the angels. Pray to your guardian angel. Invoke the angels. You could pray the chaplet of St. Michael. Chaplet of St. Michael was revealed by St. Michael to a mystic. And it's, it's a little chaplet to honor the nine choirs of angels. And St. Michael said to this mystic, if you pray this chaplet, then when you go to Mass, that God would choose one angel from each of the nine choirs to accompany you at Mass, and especially when you receive Holy Communion. So God is so good, whatever we do, for the angels and for their help, invoking their intercession. He promised their powerful intercession of all nine choirs of angels if you pray the chaplet of St. Michael. There's things that we can do, things that the Catholic Church has that we can pray. And you don't need to be a Catholic to do this. So if you're of another faith out there, even even non-Christian, you can pray to the angels. The angels will help you because they love each one of us. Even if we're not Catholic, they still love us. They still want us to get to heaven. They pray to these mighty angels. They're with us. They're inspiring us. They do so much for us that we're not even aware of every day. At least give them gratitude. At least thank them for all that they do and continue to ask for their assistance and their help in your daily life and in your spiritual life walking to the Lord unto heaven. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.